We're back on the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com. Support us on Twitter if you could, if you could, at Love Podcast. We'll continue our hoops conversation now. Glad to be joined by Sean Kennedy, who is the man behind PhillyFastBreak.com. Follow them on Twitter, at PhillyFastBreak. Found back in 2013. Sean, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to talk uh, this new era of Sixers basketball. It is certainly that, a new era, uh, right off the hop. Do you believe the Sixers got it right with Ben Simmons? I do. Um, I think although Ingram would have fit more with the current construction of the roster, that's not something they were worried about. The, The entire last few years have all been about finding that generational superstar to help carry the team to a true contender status. Although Simmons has some holes in his game that have been well documented, um, the shooting concerns being most prominent, he just has the highest ceiling of anybody in the draft and what he can do out there with his his vision at at 6'10 and being able to have the size to be a legitimate power forward, but also the the quickness to defend smaller players as well. He's he's just a the potential for the once in a once in a lifetime type package, and I think the Sixers would have regretted passing on him. So I agree with the choice. Hey Sean, were you on board with the Sam Hinkie plan? Did you trust the process, so to speak? What were your thoughts on that? I did. Um, I was right on board uh, from the beginning when they initially traded away Drew Holiday for for Noel and some other pieces. Um, even though Holiday was a probably my favorite player on the team at that point. But, I, you know, I was just, like like a lot of other people, I was just tired of the the seven or eight seed every year and the first-round exits. And I know they they got to the second round the year Derrick Rose got hurt, but that was kind of an anomaly. And you just knew they never really had what it took to ever be considered a true contender and, and really get late, uh, go deep in the playoffs. So, it, it was. I was just tired of them treading water, so I, I was glad they were thinking outside the box and trying to find an alternate route to to building that contender. Because they tried the the Andrew they tried the Andrew Bynum route. They tried the uh, years ago. They tried bringing in Elton Brand and hoping that the Philly Max with Elton Brand and Andre Iguodala would be enough. But those uh, those routes didn't take. So they, they went a different way and. Uh, I like when I like when professional teams don't just stick to the status quo and do things just because that's how they they've always been done. I like innovation in all facets of life, but uh, particularly in sports where it, it it always kind of seems like a the the old the old boys club where they don't want to they don't want to change how things have always been done. They're the the basketball guys, and I, I just liked a, a different viewpoint and um, trying something different. It was it was a refreshing change in my opinion. Were you disappointed that the Sixers were unable to make a trade, you know, dealing Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noel on draft night? I mean, everybody here obviously was on board with them trying to move up and get the point guard from Providence, Chris Dunn. What are your thoughts on that? I, I was a little disappointed just because now something still needs to happen, but I wasn't disappointed in the sense that I didn't want him to give up too much for to for it to happen on draft night. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody outside of the two organizations themselves knows the, how true those rumors was of the 
Noel, number 24 and number 26 picks, and Robert Covington for number three was. Um, but I thought that was way too much for a guy in Chris Dunn who, while has a, he has a chance to be a, a very good player, he's not going to be – he doesn't project to be a superstar. And he's also not an ideal fit with Simmons, um, given the fact that he's not an elite shooter and he also excels having the ball in his hand at all times. So with Simmons being a guy that also wants the ball – or who you're getting the most value out of him by having the ball in his hands as well – they just didn't seem like the perfect fit, so you shouldn't trade away half your asset base for a guy that's not the best fit long term. Um, it just seemed a very, very much like a get him to the the middle of the pack type move rather than being very forward thinking. And then um, there's still time to make a trade. I mean, there's going to be plenty of teams out there that strike out in free agency and don't get the guy they want to get. And then that's when uh, Brian Colangelo can give him a call and say, hey, we still have Julio Okafor and Nerlens Noel here. Uh, let's try to get something done. So long off season ahead. Um, I'm not worried about it yet because uh, I think there's still plenty of time to get a deal done. We're joined by Sean Kennedy from Philly Fast Break. Website is phillyfastbreak.com. Follow him on Twitter, at phillyfastbreak. He joins us here on the Brotherly Love Podcast. Uh, Brett Brown, Sixers coach today, from what I read, went on 94 WIP. I think he was on with Mike and Ike. And basically said candidly he expects a trade to get done with one of the big men really prior to the season starting, kind of what you just alluded to a moment ago, Sean. So uh, if you had a crystal ball, is it Okafor or Noel? And what did you think, if you did hear it, that Brett Brown came out so openly and said, you know, he likes to communicate with his players. He knows that it's not a perfect situation for the big men because there's a bunch of them now with Embiid's health, uh, hopefully on the upswing. So all that said, what's your take? Well, I think I think Brett's always been a straight shooter with the guys. He's and it's at this point it's no secret. It's the rumors have been out there as ever since Jaleel Okafor came came on board uh, in last last year's draft, really. And the rumors persisted throughout all of last season as they tried to make it work with them playing together, and it just didn't work out because their their skill sets overlap too much and. And then leading up to this draft, it was the same story with, you know, as as you alluded to, Embiid is uh, hopefully going to be healthy and hopefully Darius Harish will be coming over. And now with the drafting of Ben Simmons, um, that's another guy who, you know, projects the slot into the lineup at power forward. And it's just a numbers game. And I think for both the players um, and their own personal development, they need to get playing time and it's not going to be there. Um, ideally with the number of players they're they're trying to get on the court right now. So it's it's one of the situations where it's probably best for them in the terms of their career potential to maybe go somewhere else, and it's best for the team given that they can uh, still get something for them at this point and hopefully improve the backcourt or uh, one of the wing positions. So I, th- I think he's just letting guys know, hey, you know, we're, we're – not it's not that we don't believe in you. We just think this is maybe best for both you and the team. And uh, I think I like you said. I expect something to happen, and you know we'll see what happens. And probably uh, no more after the July first free agent period begins. If you were Brian Colangelo, what free agent would you target this upcoming off season? Well, it's it it is tricky um, this off season just because there aren't a lot of 
uh, free agent point guards or wings that you really would expect to, to be coming to Philadelphia. Um, you know, the, the KDs of the world aren't, aren't coming. Um, and even, even somebody like Mike Conley, he's a guy that he's far and away the best point guard on the market. And there's a pretty clear drop off after him, but he's not coming here. He's, he's going to look to go to a contender right away. And that's the case with most, most guys that are looking to switch teams. Um, if they're leaving a situation, it's usually that they're not happy with uh, the team not winning, so they're not going to go to a team that almost had a historic number of losses last year. Um, so you're, you're probably going to have to target younger guys where you can sell on growing with the team and you know building a building a program up from the, the bottom up together. So if if I had to throw some names out there, um, one guy I like is Alan Crabb out of Portland. Um, I think he's improved a lot uh, on both ends of the floor. He's a very solid shooter, and he's still young enough that uh, he can be on the same timeline with a lot of the young guys currently on the Sixers roster, and they can all enter their prime together. Um, problem with him is he's a restricted free agent, and Portland, like most teams in the league, don't have any problems fitting guys in the cap with the, uh, the jump to $94 million this season. And that's a, that's a common thing. There's, um, you know, also Evan Fournier, I think, would be a good target out of Orlando, but he's also a restricted free agent. And with uh, the Magic dealing Victor Oladipo on draft night, they're, they're certainly going to look to match any offer to him, um, given the added opening on the, at the wing position for them um, with Oladipo's departure. Um, so there's a couple guys like that, and, you know, I think we might see – Somebody like Jared Bayless, just because of his his ties with Colangelo from his days in Toronto, and I, I think something like that's fine for one to two years. And I think that's all Colangelo is looking for. He's he's referred to those stopgap stopgap veterans for for one to two years, just to kind of keep the ship afloat at the position and just help the young guys develop until next year's draft class, which is supposed to be very loaded at the point guard position or um, down the road as, as more free agents might see Philadelphia as a team on the rise and want to come here. Sean Kennedy from Philly Fast Break, our guest. So tell our fans, our listeners, uh, the countless listeners out there on SoundCloud.com, a little bit about your blog. Uh, so been going at it for about three and a half years. Um, I'm a Philadelphia native, uh, born in the city, went out to the suburbs for most of my upbringing. Um, moved back in the city for work. So I've been living downtown for better part of a decade. So I uh, just always loved basketball, loved the game, and uh, just passionate about Philadelphia sports. So I cover the college teams in the area, and I cover the Sixers, and I try to bring a little bit different perspective as, a, you know, it's, it's kind of the trend today to be the fan reporting to other fans um, as opposed to the a more of an AP reporter approach. So I try to do that, but I, I do um, I, I do also get credentialed at the college games. So I, I try to bring some behind-the-scenes stuff also um, as far as that goes. And uh, just uh, loving what I'm doing and trying to improve every day and hopefully the people out there are enjoying what I'm putting out there. Yeah, you're constantly on Twitter, constantly posting. Uh, just you know, on your site a few minutes ago, and you've had countless posts the last week. So keep up the good work. Appreciate the time joining us here and providing some insight on the Brotherly Love podcast. 
All right. I enjoyed it, gentlemen. You have a good night. All right. That's Sean Kennedy from Philly Fast Break. You can check him out, phillyfastbreak.com.